Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. Of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. For my last birthday, Ruthie gave me the greatest gift ever a complete set of Charlie Brown socks. As a longtime fan of the Peanuts comic strip and TV specials, the most intriguing character to me is not the lovable blockhead, Charlie Brown, nor is it the fierce and demanding Lucy nor is it the ultimate Joe Cool Snoopy, nor is it, with apologies to Kristen and Brian, the talented perfectionist Schroeder. No, the most intriguing character to me is Linus. On the surface, he seems like the perpetual child, sucking his thumb and carrying around a blanket. Yet he turns out to be the philosopher, the theologian of the group. He is the wisdom bearer with a childlike sense of wonder. He is an old soul within a tiny, vulnerable body. Even Linus's blanket is more than it appears. Yes, it serves as his security blanket, his tangible way of holding on to comfort in an unsteady world. But Linus reshapes it into all sorts of other things, a stylish neck scarf, an insect swatter, a grappling hook, sports coats for Snoopy and Woodstock, a kite, a penguin, a parachute, a hammock, a slingshot, and a shepherd's headdress. Linus has this uncanny mystical ability to reshape his blanket into whatever the situation demands. For him, it is the blanket of promise. Our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles today points us to the promise of God. Peter is preaching to a large group assembled on the day of Pentecost, just after the violet wind and tongues of fire appeared as the coming of the Holy Spirit. They are all trying to figure out what just happened and what to do in response to what they had seen and heard. Peter exhorts them, repent and be baptized every one of you. For Peter, baptism is about repentance, turning away from sin and evil, and turning towards the love of God and the risen Jesus. But he goes on to say it is about much more than that. Baptism is also about receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, receiving the promise of being reshaped by it, by its flaming fire, as well as by its gentle breath. Baptism is the shaper of our identity as beloved children of God. God shapes us in a form that can be reshaped over time to meet the opportunities and challenges we encounter at different stages of our journey. God is constantly reshaping us, much like the ways Linus reshapes his blanket. Ken Carter did not expect to be reshaped by God in the way that he was. Ken is a United Methodist bishop 
and capped his long ministry career with a fulfilling job as a full-time professor at Duke Divinity School. His wife, Linda, had been his loving partner throughout their amazing journey together. Linda was a minister in her own right. She taught Sunday school, led training events, served Meals on Wheels, and shared in mission projects among the poor. Ken and Linda were enjoying their golden years, keeping up with their two wonderful daughters and their grandchildren. But Ken began noticing something different in Linda. He thought these were simply due to aging, her slowness in choosing items from a menu, simple miscalculations in bookkeeping, lack of attentiveness in conversation. Ken suspected something more serious when Linda was turned down for renewing her driver's license. They went to Duke Medical Center for Linda to undergo a neurological and cognitive evaluation. And on a cold, rainy day in November 2009, the life of Linda and Ken turned upside down. Ken knew the report was ominous by the somber look on the faces of the doctor, nurse, and social worker. With gentleness and compassion, the doctor shared the diagnosis, frontotemporal dementia. They weren't ready to hear the details. Just hearing the dreaded D word was enough for now. The disease forced immediate and long-term changes in their retirement plans, living environment, finances, and activities. As their new journey began, Ken noticed that as Linda's cognitive abilities changed, some of the workers in healthcare institutions, their friends, and church members would often treat Linda as a non-person. Linda would often see herself that way too. She would say, I hate myself. And she described herself as worthless. During the early stages of her journey, Ken remembered saying, Linda's losing her mind and I'm losing, my, losing her, a brain cell at a time. Ironically, what changed his whole perspective on this unexpected and unwelcome journey in aging was reflecting on infant baptism. Ken thought, in baptism, the parents, the godparents, and the congregation make promises to surround the children with love and care and to nurture them in the faith. It is not a promise with a termination date. It is for life. Just as the promise is made without the child's awareness or understanding, the responsibility of the faith family continues when members can no longer remember who they are in relation to God. In Peter's sermon, baptism is less about what we do or believe and more about God's gracious gift to all of us. Our main requirement is to turn or be turned toward God so that we are open to receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Receiving can be hard for us. We associate power and control with the ability to give or to grant favors. We can see receiving as somehow less than. God does not see it that way. As Ken Carter journeyed along Linda, alongside Linda, he learned that. He began to see the Holy Spirit as the choreographer of God's mutual dance of love. Ken reflected, our specific roles change as circumstances and context demand. Sometimes we take the lead in the dance. Other times we are dependent. Participants in love's dance are bound together in a covenant of love and faithfulness and devotion bound in God's steadfast love. Sometimes when Linda received Ken's gifts of love, 
She gave invisible responses, a whispered thank you, a fleeting smile, a twinkle in her eyes, or a sigh of relaxation amidst agitation. Other times she gave no visible response, no reciprocal expression of love. Ken learned to love by faith, that is to trust that deep within his beloved Linda and in the economy of God, any act, any thought, any prayer of love makes a difference. Ken emphasized, Ken went on to, he learned to be grateful to Linda just for simply being. Ken went on to become a volunteer chaplain at the care home where Linda lived. He wrote a book about his journey with Linda and with the others entitled, Ministry with the Forgotten, Dementia Through a Spiritual Lens. Ken emphasized the words, ministry with, not ministry to. And he became an advocate for the dignity, particularly the spiritual dignity, of persons with dementia. He continued to be a loving caregiver for Linda throughout their 10-year journey with dementia until her death in 2019. Recently, Ken was worshiping in church, sitting between his two daughters. The preacher that day made a reference to Linus's blanket. Ken teared up and began sobbing uncontrollably. He remembered that throughout her journey with dementia, Linda always carried a blanket everywhere she went. Perhaps it served as a constant reminder to her of the warm, embracing love of God, as well as that of Ken, her family, and her church. But to Ken, the blanket was also a metaphor of how he was reshaped as a child of God. The most memorable way Linus reshaped his blanket was when he wrapped it around the base to become the skirt of Charlie Brown's pitiful little Christmas tree. The blanket raised up and restored the drooping branches and the withered needles. The gathered community of children then surrounded it with love and turned it into a full, vibrant tree of new life, light, and joy. That day in church, Ken looked back at how all his tears and fears were gathered up and reshaped by God into a different, deeper, and more profound love. In a few moments, the parents, godparents, and all of us will make solemn promises on behalf of Adelaide and Halford. Our prayer is that they and we are reshaped by God and each other for all the joys and challenges that lie ahead. May they and may we carry the blanket of promise forever. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.